We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by, I probably shouldn't say powered by until everybody forgets the echo. Do it after the break. <laughs> powered by 1819 News, I am your host, Scott Beeson. My co-host is here, Allison Sinclair. Amy Beth Shaver will be here tomorrow, and Allison is wearing respectable clothing today. Not torn, not from the thrift store. This is probably legitimately from the thrift store. No, no, no. This is just Old this Navy. Just real, oh, okay. Just plain Old Navy. Yeah. Good deal. And Sky is with us as well. The Skybiter 6000. That's right. All right. I'm going to eventually make it so bad that you don't like it. The Skybiter 6000 does crack me up. I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> you love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Today is the 10th day of July, the year of our Lord, uh, 2023. I hope you're having a great morning. I hope uh, the weekend went well for everyone out there. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. But uh, first off, is everybody doing good? Al, you good? <laughs> what? I'm just thinking about your weekend. Not yeah, fun. Not no, fun. no. We're still looking for my son a car because the one that I passed down to him is dead. Like dead, dead. Which is annoying. I, I, there, there are things that I don't know about. I'm sure our listeners know all these things. But if you have a car and then the engine dies and it costs so much to get a new engine that it's not worth it, you basically have, because we take care of our vehicles. You know, you get in some people's cars and they have, there's like, it looks like somebody squirted ketchup out in the floorboard. You know, they, they just let their kids. To, is that your car? It's just disgusting? No, it's not disgusting. I just usually have just... Lots of stains. It's cluttered, and, not dirty. Okay, clutter's fine. Oh, okay. You can pick up the clutter. Okay. But the people who apparently just... And look, and if this is... If I'm stepping on somebody's toes, I'm sorry. But I'm shocked that people's cars are just trashed. Is that what and, you saw this weekend? tore up, yes. So, for, But the first rest of the story is... So I've got a nice car, nice interior, nice outside, looks good, dead motor, well, almost dead, going to be dead because it's got a bearing failing. And it costs so much to put a new engine in it that I, I have nothing. I have a gigantic paperweight. You can take it to Jared's scrap yard and he can give you money for it there. He probably would give me as much money as it, uh, for it as the junkyard people did. You know how much they said they would give me for it? Well, junkyard, scrapyard, same thing. $500. I think that's about the same. That's about fair? Yeah. Well, is it? are you at the point where you want to put in a new engine? No, because the new okay. engine is going to be like $10,000. Oh. And it's not worth that. So I have a giant paperweight. Unless somebody out there, you know, needs one and they have an engine, that would be the, that would be the thing. If they had an engine like a car, a tree fell on their car and totaled it, and so they're like, I need a body and seats and... Are you... Are engines universal? Can no, you just no, ma'am. Okay. You've got to have the engine for that car. Oh. You can't just get a Toyota engine and put it in the BMW. Darn. Yeah, close. What what model car is this? That, uh, it is a 2010 BMW 535. Okay. That's just got pretty nice turbo, in its day. Twin turbo. Yeah, it's like an inline, it's like a six-cylinder turbo. It's a rocket ship car. Um, I got it for a good deal when I got it, and then Mac was like, hey, you know, I'll take that. I'm like, I'm sure you will. And then finally, we started looking at used cars, and I was like, I might as well just 
pass it on down. And then... Well, used cars are in high demand. You know, we just bought Jeb's, the one that he mm -hmm, wrecked. Mm -hmm. The one that I'm really needing yes, to find, but you, you found bought. it, of course. He didn't think your joke was funny. <laughs> About buying his yeah. car? I was like, eh, it's not a bad Did idea. Did he want to sell it? So, but I guess because of all the EV, all the junk, you know, used cars are just, well, you can make it Used cars are in demand because the prices of new cars. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable how much cars cost. Now, like, I know I'm getting to that age. You know, the older guys are like, hey, back in my day, the cars were that. But really? $70,000 for a truck? A truck. Yeah. Trucks were supposed to be, you drive them to work. And now they're these gigantic luxury vehicles where you're almost an idiot if you actually use it to put anything dirty in. That's the one Jeb hit. <laughs> Jeb hit the really big, Jeb hit the brand new, the super nice big truck. Trucks, but I, I don't, I don't understand because trucks are made to throw junk in the back and load up and going to mm -hmm. get the bed scratched up and. I just don't want a new car because I feel like the global cabal is tracking me in it now. Like, I want to go back to 1980 where you had to roll down your window with the mm -hmm. crank, you know. And, then, and then, did you ever hear, hear of anybody? That their crank broke. <laughs> you crank know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got my crank. It's not broken. No. The door locks actually worked. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't know. We have that multiple ever. cars in the family where you hit the hit the open, unlock the doors, and the backs they don't <laughs> unlock or lock, and you're like, really? That's annoying. How hard can that be to make to last? But no. And I know what they're called. Skybiter actuators, door lock actuators. That's what you need. Yeah. And a new and engine. You know, what, you know what is not cheap? What's that? Actuators. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a made-up thing. Anymore. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Maybe maybe all out there listening think that the, the whole car thing is right on, right on track. Cars are definitely worth what we're paying for them. And they're all made out of aluminum foil now, too. So if you have a little fender bender... It just crunches it. I'm gonna see what I can do about finding an engine for that 535. Uh, hey, a 535's a nice, nice car. So uh, work on that, guy. I'll okay. make you a deal. Okay. Sounds like a right. plan. Oh, this is good. It's yeah, white. It's white, by feet. the way. You could probably change that engine out, couldn't you? Me? No. Yeah. No, but I, I have um, <clears throat> have some good friends that that um, they can do are that. Quite adept at. Uh, well, it's a it's a nice car. That was the that was the irritating part about it. So, when you've got a car, you've bought somebody else's car. You've got a car, and the seat quits working, or one of your kids spills a giant grape slush in it, and it's now tan with a purple, a custom purple blob <laughs> in the middle. And you're like, I need to get it. I gotta get a new seat. This seat's broken. So you go online, go price a new seat, or just a replacement seat, a junker seat. Out of a car that was dead like mine. And it'll be three, four, five hundred dollars for a seat. And I'm like, wait a minute now. You only gave me five hundred dollars for my car, but you want to sell me back the seat for as much as I have the car, and then you're gonna want a couple hundred bucks each for the for the rims, because it's got the super nice wide, you know, rims, and you I'm just like, I just don't understand how that works. But I guess that's what you have to do. It's the free market. Yeah. And that's the that's the Somebody way it is. that's got the time and the um, ability to to part it out. 
Yeah, the space. That's why I've had two people say, well, Scott, just part it out. I'm like, what am I going to do with this car? Just put it in my basement, and if somebody goes on eBay and says I need a left tail light, I take it apart and send it to them. Yeah, your no. wife will love that. Yes, that's exactly right. The, the, getting, the loss on the car will be cheaper than the loss on the divorce. You better believe it, buddy. <laughs> you should let your son do that. That could be his job. Let my son work on it? No, part it out. That could be his job? Yeah, that's how he could make money. Make his money back? Because I know he plays a lot of sports. It's hard to it have a job job. very expensive. Just just playing sports is expensive. Yeah. So anyway, so somebody will maybe call in and tell us what we need to be doing. But um, this is the most interesting thing I've seen. This, is, this just makes me laugh. It's a good start to a Monday. And it's, it's not world-changing. It's a story by Jack Davis over at the Western Journal. And y'all probably have seen this. I mentioned it in passing last week. But there was a, a solar project in Nebraska. Have y'all seen this story? I don't eat, well, no, you talked about it before the show, so. Yes, you can't guess. But that's the only time I have ever heard about what you just said. So Nebraska, and the story is from the Cowboy State Daily. So they had this giant solar panel farm in Scottsbluff, Nebraska, which is supposed to be great, right? We got all the solar panels. It's awesome. And you've driven on the side of the highway somewhere and you just see solar panels. It's disgusting. And they got to have a big sign that says, this is the Allison Solar Panel Farm, saving the planet, generating so many watch. Oh, it's, it's for the future. Blah, blah, blah. You know how that is. It's like every time I pass one, I just hear the panels going, shame, shame, <laughs> shame. And there's the cows can't eat the grass, and I don't even know what the upkeep is. And But we're supposed to celebrate that. It's, it's awesome. And this solar panel farm happened to be in a place where they had a hailstorm. E. Yes. And so that's what I talked about last week, but this is the second part of the story. It was baseball-sized hail, by the way. That's large. Baseball-sized hail that, according to this article, was dropping at a speed or <laughs> coming in at a speed of 150 miles an hour. Facility was destroyed. So, of course, what do we do? This is what we do because we are green. We are saving the planet. We only have a couple of years left, according to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Al Gore was off. We're already dead in his world. But, of course, we're going to take these panels down. We're going to recycle them, right? That's what we Duh. do when we're saving the planet. We're green. Well, they can't be recycled. Wait, you can't recycle any part. I think you can, but you're going to love this word. Here's, here's Patrick Moore posting about it. Nearly every solar panel in this solar farm in Nebraska was destroyed in a hailstorm. Nearly all will be taken to a landfill, as it is not economical to recycle the metals and minerals used to produce them. So much for renewable energy. <laughs> Now, David Carey responded back. This is good. This this reminds me of the batteries on the electric cars. And I'm going to go to your phone calls in a second because I want to hear definitely what you have to say. Isn't there a problem with recycling the batteries for all these electric cars? You can't. That's the problem. Well, he says that solar solar panels cannot be recycled either. Nor can they be sent to the landfill because they have cadmium, lead, arsenic, etc. So what do they do? 
says the compounds can leach into groundwater and consequently have to be treated in a similar way to nuclear waste. Shut up. <laughs> Why didn't they tell us that? Oh, you gotta have the solar panels. <clears throat> we definitely need solar panels everywhere. Well, why do they not say these things? So we're making electric cars with batteries that we can't recycle. After, if you remember, in the 70s, the 80s, in the 80s, what was the big story? There were all these super, what do they call them? Uh, super fun sites. Remember the super fun sites? F-U-N? No, no fun. F-U-N-D. Oh. Super fundy sites. <laughs> they were EPA they were giant, huge environmental disasters. And many of those, I think there was one in Alabama, was where they were just throwing batteries. And all the battery acid leaked out and it got in the ground and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, this is one of the worst environmental disasters. It's full of batteries. And I'm like, how did we forget that? So we, we're creating this, these, this huge supply of electric car batteries that we don't have the technology to recycle, apparently, or it's not economical to do. And, and now we're, we're all celebrating the and championing, yeah. championing Is that a word? the creation of things that we can't even throw away. But if you have a 1985, they made one in 85, Impala gas-powered motor, I can bring it to Jared, scrap that joker out, send it up, and it becomes a pipe at a SIPCO, right? And you make money. I make money. He makes money. We save the environment, we recycle the metal, yep. we melt down the plastics, we reuse and reuse and reuse. But not if it's solar panels. It just doesn't fit the narrative. St. James, don't go anywhere. Don't you, Lori. We'll be right back on the other side. I definitely need to hear from y'all. We'll be back. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Let's get right to your phone calls. I know there's some helpful folks out there. St. James, welcome into the program, and thank you for listening. Good morning, sir. Good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Are you the one looking for you? You going to have a BMW? I do. I have a 335 2010 model. Yeah, you're talking German cars. You're speaking my language, bud. You sound (laughs) German, St. James. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) Listen, Listen, I, uh, yeah, I I love BMWs too. Well, German cars. I have a, uh, 530 2004. Matter of fact, I'm about to sell it this morning. Oh, 200,000 wow. miles. But listen, I uh, uh do you do you have to replace it with the BMW because I know where one's at right here in Montgomery. That's a nice one. I think they want oh, like 8900 for it. Do I have to get a new BMW, another BMW? No, no. no. Do you do you have to replace it with the same kind of car? Oh no! It, it was it was a car that's been paid for. It was the one I was passing down to my 16 year old, and it's just frustrating okay. that when the one of the bearings in the motor has apparently decided okay. to go out, so there were uh, metal flakes in the oil, and it makes a kink, 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 kink. So oh, I see. they said it might make it back home if I'm very nice to it when I drive it. <laughs> okay, well that's a, that's a lot of car for a 16 year old, but. Uh... Well, yeah, it wasn't the smartest thing because he has somewhat (laughs) tested how fast it would go. But fortunately, these phones that track you everywhere will also let us track him. And somehow he forgot that it was going to say, (laughs) Mac has completed a trip with a top speed of so-and-so, which caused him to be grounded. (laughs) Sounds familiar. Yes. Well, there are... 
They're a pleasure to drive if you know how to drive them. This thing I I got has 200,000 miles, but once you once I put it in drive sport and I go up an incline, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it acts as if it's begging for more gasoline for you to press Oh, I know. It's more. amazing. Mine, mine has was the last year of the the six-cylinder turbo, and and it has a sport mode, and Sky Skybiter will appreciate this. When you mash the sport mode, I'm not 100% it does, percent sure it does it, but it feels like it goes and, and squats down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that joker will go. And, and, and to be fair, my, my son, before he turned 16, for as long as we've had the car, every time we went somewhere, he's like, Dad. Can I mash the button? Can I mash the button? Can I mash the button? I'm like, no, we we need, I don't want to buy more gas. That's, you know, I'm a cheap dad. Right. But uh, when, you know, by myself, I might have mashed the button a few times. But yeah, they're they're awesome cars when they're going. But when (laughs) they break and they're like, eh, that'll be $4,000. And you're like, I know, I know. Yes. And they're very finicky too, but they're a pleasure to drive. But, uh, Listen, let me touch on the battery situation. Yeah. I'm surprised uh, Elon Musk come up with he he came up with the Tesla brand, right? Somebody else had it, I think, and he acquired it and grew it into the giant that it is. Yes, but I don't understand why don't they why don't they have a mechanism inside of the car or by the wheel where it self generates the power that it needs? I don't understand why they don't do that. Like the old bicycle, you know, old 10-speed. Such you a the good little idea. You know, some of the golf carts had, when you yeah. put on the brakes, they would use, they would they would generate power to charge up the golf cart battery. Or if you were going down a hill, it would um, generate. But uh, I don't know. And I don't know if they if they don't do it a little bit. I don't know. I don't think Tesla does because they got a charging station, so... Well, I don't think, I think you still have to charge it up, even if you can, okay. you know, if you can store some when you're going down a hill, it would kind of be a uh, a negative deal if you were trying to drive normal and you were using power to make it go and then you were sucking off power by trying to generate uh, it. So you usually only recover it when you're going down hills or braking or, or something like that. It's my understanding okay. of how it was with the golf cart. But I'll tell you one thing I have seen in the last few days I have seen three Teslas on the side of the road in the last two weeks. Just just wow. in my path from the studio back to my home in Gardendale. Wow. Oh, man. Okay, guys. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they're not out of gas, St. James. Uh, I know. <laughs> All right, take care. Have a good week. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. You too. Have a good one. Let's go out to Donkey Lori. Donkey, how are you? Hey, good morning. I called in about the the, the truck. Um, I I work for my local animal shelter, and yes. I pick, I pick up donations for them. Um, the surrounding three counties, three counties. So, um, anyway, wait, 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 Donkey Glory. So, if I'm donating something, that am I donating dogs or <laughs> no, supplies no, no, no. to help the dogs? We have people that donate uh, washers and dryers because we have like four washers and dryers. Oh, running okay. All you're starting to um, you're starting to talk my language yeah. now. So we have uh, two refrigerators, um, but I also, we, we get um, damaged products from the local big box stores. Um, okay. Food and cleaning supplies and litter and um, toys that are scanned out for holidays and stuff like that. So, okay. Um, 
That's See, what I this do. Is I recycling. This is being green. Is, <laughs> I, I like this. Well, and our animals actually eat what's donated. I mean, our, our it, we are a rural shelter. I'm in Elmore County. And um, so my truck is a work truck. But, Mr. Beeson, I will tell you this. It is a luxury work truck. Ooh. I have, I'm about five foot one, 125 pounds. I just traded in my 2020 Dodge Ram 2500 Longhorn Laramie four-wheel drive gas engine just Friday. I, uh, I knew those third. were girl trucks. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Little girl so, trucks. <laughs> there, there was a defective tailgate on that truck. There was a recall on the tailgate. And trying to pick up donations with a defective tailgate is pretty rough. So, yeah. I gotta climb hey, I, up look, I know, I know I'm wandering, Donkey Boy, but can you even see in the bed of that truck? Um, <laughs> if I step up on the tire. <laughs> That's what I was so wondering. Thursday, um, for a free repair on the recall tailgate, instead, I am now in a 2020 Dodge Ram 3500. Longhorn Laramie Mega Cab, um, four wheel drive with a sunroof, and you're all the bells and whistles. I mean, it rides like a Cadillac. It's you know the leather interior and you know, know all they that. They fixed you up, didn't they? That that is but the way all you truck. people with the nonprofits live. <laughs> <laughs> my my husband is a good man, and he. And hey, I we got to take much. a break, don't you, Lori? But, uh, but man. I just wanted to tell y'all all about a truck, y'all. Uh, I'm proud of you. I it's like making it. me smile. I Thank like you very it. much. All we right, got to take a break. We'll be back. You too. We'll be right back. Sometimes you just get what you need. Welcome to the program, Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. I am Scott Beeson, and we appreciate you being with us on the show. Let's get back out to your phone calls. Charles the First of Duany. Charles the First, how are you? Welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Um, I was I was wanting to tell you about something. Since this is a subject matter that you got on. Yes. And it's called strategic critical minerals. And on July the third, China, in kind of a trade war thing here, has done something that's going to be very costly to us. They are the main provider of gallium and germanium mm -hmm. and they are going to completely not let us have any more of theirs as of august the first and they are the main provider and this is used for military weapons it, it's also used for smartphones it's the gallium is what's going to give you your backlighting and superconductivity con and apparently the the biden administration wants to go to a source to try to get some more of this maybe from uh, the Netherlands that uh, provides it by doing it uh, in a way that doesn't hurt the uh, environment or something. You got me? Yeah, when, well, that's what when, the story will be, I promise. Yeah, and, they, and it, what we should be doing is manufacturing that. It's uh, aluminum. The places that make aluminum are the ones that provide gallium. Gallium uh, requires bauxite and we should be doing it. Florence, Alabama, you know, had an aluminum plant. You, you, mm -hmm. We should be restarting these aluminum plants, if nothing else, except to make the gallium that we're going to be trying to get from places across in Europe. And one of the main places it's going to provide this 
turns out to be someone that has a Russian backing source that the Biden administration is looking at to get the stuff from. Of course they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but what we've got to be aware of is if we don't replenish this difference, it's going to make the cost of our cell phones, our cars, and our ability to have weaponry be cut drastically. And the average person is not aware that this just happened and is happening and could create an even greater uh, trade war with what are called strategic critical minerals. And they're very important to our modern world. As a matter of fact, without them, we couldn't even stay sustainable with the cars that we drive, the phones that we use, or any technology even to running our power plants. Here, here's the thing, Charles I. Um, you and I, if we have known this for the last 15 years, the people in the government have known for the last 15 years that, that China has been entering into these economic agreements. What, what is it, the, uh, the Silk Road, or what, what do they call their, their thing where they're going out to the African countries and South American countries, and they're saying, hey, we'll help you build this infrastructure, but you need to start trading with us. They have been trying to corner the market on these strategic materials, rare earth minerals, etc., for at least a decade. And you and I know it. People who keep up know it. it. And now we're entering into a time where the federal government, including United States senators, including United States congressmen, are acting like in the Biden administration. Well, oh, my gosh, this is this is so surprising. I I, I don't I don't know what we're going to do. And that's the annoying thing is that we are totally unprepared for what we knew was coming. And, and we don't have the aluminum plants ready to go. We don't have the alternative sources ready to go. Or, or maybe we do. Maybe it's we've decided a long time ago who the alternative source will be. We're going to end up paying five, six, seven, ten times what it should cost to somebody because they're plugged in and Senator so-and-so's son or daughter works for them or is in business with them. And, and we're, the American people are probably going to be skewered again and it makes us less safe i'm just so disappointed in the leadership we have in our country they act like they didn't know these things were going to happen very similar go back to the uh, covid the manufactured covid crisis and regardless of what people think about that we knew that china supplied a tremendous amount of our pharmaceuticals and we acted like we had no idea and I'm pretty sure we haven't fixed that problem since either. So here we go again. It's like we are, like we don't have leadership. We genuinely do not have people in our country who are looking out for the American people and for our future. All they care about is, am I elected today? And how does it benefit me and my family today? And the heck with the rest of America, the American people, the future of the once great republic. Well, Scott, also, the state of Alabama, our leadership in Alabama, should be thinking about these things. We have resources. We have minerals. We have aluminum plants. We should be looking at this and on our own, subsidizing persons and businesses that can give us what's going to be taken away by China. We should be doing that instead of some of the things that we are doing that just get us in more litigation, cause the state to have to pay 
oh, I saw the, the 18, 19 news article of like 9 million something to one attorney for the prisons, another 1.2 million to mm-hmm. someone else for, I guess, the bridge. When instead of doing things that are going to wind up biting us in the butt, we do things about what we see happening with the resources that we've got. Well, we do a lot of business incentives, and my my guess is we probably don't incentivize the things that would make us more strategically autonomous. I would much rather the state look out and go, hey, China's cutting us off from this. Why don't we be the producers of blank instead of some of the incentives that we do? Absolutely. Thanks, Charles I appreciate you, brother. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. You too. Yes, ma'am. Before you went to another caller, there's a whole other side to what y'all are talking about. And it's funny because this weekend, um, I'm on a text thread. We were talking about the movie Sound of Freedom and Mm -hmm. human trafficking and modern day slavery. And Jared Hudson, who ran for Jefferson County Sheriff, sent a video out in our group chat. And what it is, it's these kids. It's the most horrific video I maybe have seen in a long time. It's these kids, it's on the border of Zambia, and it's slave trading. And, and these little... Are they the mine workers? Yes, and they come in these bags. They look like Christmas gifts. Like, literally, they set out in the streets bags. You can't see the children. Okay. I'll show you the video. Okay. And they're tied up at the top, and people start saying, like, just based on the look of the bags. Uh-huh. And they start opening the bags crumpled up like tiny and like these kids 10 12 8 year old kids stand up out of these bags and it's the whole slave trade and they're going to work the cobalt cobalt mines for china it all goes back to china and well, it really can't go all back to china because well, we like to say it goes back to china but we're the ones saying, but we're going to buy those solar panels from China. Well, right. We're going to buy those batteries from China. So I'm going to drive my electric car in America because I care about people. I care about the planet. I care about the climate. When but they're freaking... The United States allows children. it all to go back to China. Yes. We say we hate China, but we allow them to control our pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. all of our mm-hmm. modern-day electronics, mm-hmm. our phones, everything. So... Jared runs Covenant Rescue Group, and they do uh, human trafficking operations. But it, I'll show it to you during the break. Slavery. I wish there was somewhere I could post it. Like, I could tell people to go but look at it. let's be honest. The, the leftist folks in America really don't care about slavery. Unless it happened 300 years ago here. Yeah, and then we, then we have to pitch a fit about it. Steve, I see you up there, but i got to take a break. Oh, we got a minute left. So why is it? And that's a good question for all y'all. Why is it that we get away with in the United States... Someone standing up saying, virtue signaling, look at me, look how good I am, look how nice I am, look how sweet I am. I care about people. I care about the planet. I care about our future. I care about, oh, I'm so good. Look at me. When that kind of stuff is going on, and we know it's going on, and that's going on because we need all their, we need those things to make, to save the planet. There's too much products. money in it, so we don't want to talk about it. We don't really it. care. That's not really slavery. That's not really happening. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. Steve, you'll be up next. we got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Sky. I'm back. That sounds like a lot of It's too early on a Monday for you to be playing 
That was some smooth stuff right there. Don't like the stones. Yeah. Oh, well, they're probably good when they're jumping around screaming, but that was that was putting me to sleep. Yeah, that's I just, you know, a little more laid back. There. It's laid back. Yeah. It's, it's a Monday, though, man. I'm sleepy. Tired. Drink your coffee. It's probably good for Friday. I'll have to, have to straight line some coffee. Let's go out to the calls again. Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Uh, good morning, Scott. Uh, guys. Good morning, Steve. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing okay. I Good. just wanted to uh, make a couple of comments on these electric vehicles you were talking about. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, you you mentioned the BMW that you have got that's going to cost you ten thousand dollars inside change engine. Yes, sir. It's going to the salvage yard. It looks like right now. <laughs> yeah. Now, recently, <laughs> an individual bought a brand new. Ford F-150 pickup, electric, paid $100,000 for it. Steve, tell me that wasn't you, brother. No, it was not me. I read this article just a few days ago. Okay. In under 2,000 miles, the battery in that thing went belly up. (laughs) Now, get this. The new battery, $40,000. What? Did he have to pay for it? Or was it under warranty? Uh, no, 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 no. It is not under warranty. Either he pays for it or he gets rid of the vehicle. <gasps> now, wow. if that were me, I would drive, I would get that sucker back to the the uh, dealership I bought it from and tell him to drive it right up there, you know where. Drive it now, right through the front, front entrance. <laughs> yeah, really. Now... But hey, Steve, tell him if you if you know him, send him an email. I can get my salvage guy to <laughs> they'll give him five hundred dollars for that truck. That's a good yeah, return really. on investment. God. Now, now get this: you were talking about these uh, batteries and solar panels and so on and so forth not being recyclable. Yes. Well, that's not the bad part. The bad part is now these are lithium batteries. They will not allow you to take a lithium battery on an airplane because of a fire hazard. The American Firefighters Association has determined they have no means of putting out a battery, a lithium battery, in a car if it catches fire. It yes, have you, have you seen the videos? That there's one. There's also a video of one from one of the Yankee cities that wanted to hail their new electric buses and one of right. them caught on fire and it yeah. is it is an inferno yeah. and there's nothing they can do about it just it until has to it just, burn out just burns out and, and i have no idea what goes into the environment burns out because it produces its own oxygen foam <gasps> doesn't stop it water doesn't stop it nothing stops it but weren't we supposed steve i don't know how old you were weren't we all supposed to be terrified of the ford pinto Yes. Because yes. you could get hit in the back end and you could burn to death and die, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, that was the old I'm, days. Yeah, I, I, I remember Ralph Nader quite well. <laughs> uh, Somebody, but, an archaeologist years ahead of us, years down the road, is going to look back and be like, this was the dumbest generation. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. ding-dongs. And you've got idiots like Ocasio-Cortez up there that's screaming, we have got to get the climate under control. We don't control the climate. God does. Mother Nature. 
The climate right. has been changing for the past billion years, and it will continue to change no matter what we do. And now these fools are talking about trying to block out parts of the sun. Oh, gosh, we've got to talk oh, about I that. Oh, I know, yeah. They've been talking about that for a while. And then there's some of the conspiracy thinkers, Steve, have been saying they've been monkeying with the chemtrails, with the environment for a oh, long yeah. time. So they, so they feel like they can make a difference. And I don't know if you've ever seen where people are like, they go out and take samples of the rain in places right. and yep. it has like little aluminum flakes or something in the rain little teeny tiny microscopic like what's in your car yeah what's in like what's in yeah. the oil <laughs> now did uh, did any of you guys see the article that was released i think it was day before yesterday where some fool has come up with the idea that certain parts of the south florida in particular parts of texas and so on and so forth that by 2070 well, the heat will be so high that life will be unsustainable. I haven't seen it, but I'll check for it. Steve, we got to take a break, brother. I appreciate it. Give us a call back. We are back, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio with Scott Beeson, powered by 1819 News. Starting off the second half of the show, we are the only show in the country that has three halves. Third half will be later in the day. And look, you have to have listened for a long time to understand any of that and we'll explain it one day but right now let's go out to the phones again wait before we do that did y'all know that there is a chance looks like a good chance that there will be a republican presidential debate in alabama where did you see that because i haven't heard that at all where else would i see it 1819 exactly right it is a piece by daniel taylor that um says it looks like they may be headed to Alabama. That's at least according to Nikki Haley. Now, Nikki passed her prime. She might have gotten Take that Mississippi, Alabama, Florida mixed up. It's all down there. All no, the she's same. from South Carolina. She knows. She's a solid Southerner. But, um, yeah, it says it looks like there'll be one in Wisconsin, then one at the Reagan Library, and the third debate in October will be in Alabama. Doesn't say a city? No. It also doesn't say who's going to be the moderator, which I have a suggestion. Brian Dawson. No. I was going with me or you. Uh, Why would you suggest somebody else other than us? I don't really? know. Really? I don't know. I mean... That may be the most insulting thing that you have said in a while. Sorry. Could you Brian, do that? Why could I you not? You could. I would just giggle the whole time. <laughs> Brian Dawson. That could be the love of all that is good. Very interesting question. You are in timeout. Whatever you're doing to your kids, do a book report. (laughs) Jeez Louise. (laughs) Let's head out to the phone. CIA, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hey, good morning. Uh, Good morning. How are you, buddy? I tell you, I'm pretty good. I'm an old retired guy. Uh, Retired, retired. I forget. My wife calls me one or the other. But uh, one one thing I wanted to comment about your uh, you coming on the air and all. I don't like you people. I love you. Thank and you. Eighteen nineteen. I want to support you though. Eighteen nineteen news. Heck yeah. Uh, to heck with other newspapers. I, I love eighteen nineteen news. You get things in there, and you read stuff that are not published elsewhere. Yes, sir. And I, I figured you know once I retired, I started staying off the couch. And staying more active, you know, it's good for your health also, mental mm-hmm. health too. Yes, sir. And so I keep procrastinating 
about procrastination. So, you know, I'm doing little things like every now and then I'm making a little conservative to-do list. And, I, I, you know, since I'm CIA, no, I'm a Christian in action, you know. Yes, sir. So, and one one thing, too, I listened to a lot of your folks on there, and I loved listening to that guy about the batteries a while ago, the ED and all that stuff. So we bring truth to the air. And I remember Correct. I was at Maxwell not long ago, and I saw that lady, Love, I think is her name. She's a retired military person. Miss Love. Actually, yeah, I actually saw her, met her out there, and gave her a little hug Aww. and congratulated her. I'm jealous. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, there's another so lady. Sweet. What's her name? Spear uh, something? T. Spears. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I love to hear her. And and when I when she's on the air, I listen to it and listen to what she says. So, you know, that's two ladies right there. Plus, uh, what's your name? Beverly? Shaver, you know. Oh, we have Amy. Amy Beth. We have Amy Beth Shaver. Amy She'll be back tomorrow, okay. and we have Allison, who is can't speak Amy right Beth. now because I'm turning her mic off for having dumb <laughs> ideas. But uh, it's okay. We're we're gonna get her back in yeah. shape. And you know, it's good to listen to, to all this. And one thing I do is I go to townhall.com. I read that, you know, too. And uh, yes, so yeah, and and I found that you know women mean mean a lot in my life because. You know, one gave birth to me. And, you Absolutely. know, a bunch of them called me Mark it down, Scott Beeson. Women mean yeah. a lot. They do. Uh, they do. I was born from one, and a bunch of them taught me, and then I had to marry another one. Mm-hmm. So you still married I'm to 50, that you know, one? Oh, yeah. I'm 50 years this year. Really? And Roger's well, got yeah. you trained. You know, the thing about it is I had to go out of this county because I had a bad reputation probably, and I had a blind date. And I right. thought, God, I don't look like James Bond, so that she must be blind. <laughs> she was blind. But, uh, did you? Did you? You married? <laughs> you you outpunted your coverage. Uh, yes, and I'm glad that my daughters do not look like me, but look like her. So Very I good. Found out, years ago, I found out I support the women's movement respectfully. I walk behind them, watch their movement, and I applaud it. <laughs> and, uh, Thank you, CIA. You may have to yeah, go back I, with I That's, to You're doing a little CYA now. <laughs> Oh, okay. But, you know, I'm, I must be, if I identify myself appropriately, I'm a, a, probably a male lesbian. Is that is that what I am? Yes, that, and, uh, that's a scientific term, yes. Well, yeah, I'm trying to be right. I'm trying to adapt my, my life, you know, because, like, and also, like, I found out one thing the hard way. Three millennials equals one baby boomer like me. Oh, oh God. That's good, And then I saw, I saw Steve Reed one day downtown roll the window down. And, and I was asking him, I said, hey, fame, fortune, and power. You got all three of them? You're a professional politician, aren't you? I don't know why he was angry. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway. Very um, good. So I, I, I want to congratulate y'all. Y'all really help folks. And so Thank stay you. on the air, and I go to the sponsors. And I'm going to subscribe. Just don't tell my wife I'm going to spend this money, okay? I won't. But I'm, I'm going to get on there and go to 1819 News, buy myself a Christmas gift. Oh, you well, got we it. Thanks, CIA. It. We appreciate it, buddy. Right. Call back anytime. Tie not and hang on. Love it. You got it. Yes, sir. Thank you. I got to remember that. Tie not and hang on. How I don't cute. like you today. Remember all those times nice. I said I like you more than I thought I did? I don't. I don't anymore. I just, I just is, wasn't I, thinking of me and you. Daughter child over there that Collins. I can't remember the name. Collins. What, what kind of homework is she making y'all do for getting in trouble? Book reports? A book report. Really? On a terrible book? What's it called? Um, what's it? Yeah, what's, what's it called? It called? What's the book called? 
Collins. Eight, eight more. Do you not remember it? <laughs> Is this it? You don't know the name no, of the book? Not it. Oh, that's Eve in <gasps> Exile. Yeah, well, Allison is going to be in. Allison is in exile. Collins, now. I need you to go write the title of the book 100 times. <laughs> <laughs> She'll go help you. <laughs> well, what's funny? It's called Character Who You Are When No One's Looking by Bill oh, Hybels. Okay. Well, go, work, go, somewhere, go in another room and work on your character. Scott. So I don't have to see you. You really, really? want to do the show alone? Austin. Hey, Sorry, I just really? wasn't what thinking. Were you think? uh, Scott, you don't like to we get out. We do this show every you, I know. I would have to go like, do it, right? Yes. That's what you were thinking. Yes. You were like, Scott doesn't want to go to and this I'm event and do it. I'm not mature enough. Uh, you don't. How you, much time do we have, Scott? You don't like. Five minutes. Five minutes. You want to keep I'm going off hear, about me? I'm just hearing. Mm, <laughs> I've got my man ears on at this point. Let's go to Bill. <laughs> Bill, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hi, guys. Hey, Bill. What's Y'all up? Y'all sounding good. Thank you, Bill. Well, yeah. Y'all were talking about the, the batteries on the EV while ago, the lithium batteries. I just happened to catch a little blip on the Internet. You know, Colorado has a lot of hailstorms, and they've had several real severe. One yes, of them hit a 120-acre solar farm. That sounds like the same kind of story that hit the one in That's Nebraska. a lot. And... Uh, it it there was no panel left working. Five can you imagine? Can you imagine if you were depending on that for your power? <laughs> well, you'd be in bad shape, wouldn't you? But here's the <laughs> other thing: all out across Colorado, Kansas, there are wind farms everywhere, and every time one of these big hailstorms come through, they have to go out there and they have to inspect all these windmills, all these wind generators, because they're carbon fiber blades, and apparently big chunks of ice hitting carbon fiber will break them. (laughs) Who knew? (sighs) Apparently not the designers or the left. So how how much alternative energy do you think the United States generates per year? Wind and solar. I would say it's. What do you I think would say it's less than five percent of our power production. Point zero eight. What? Are you kidding me? I am not. Well, they make it sound like we're well on our way to green ability. Yeah, we're well on our way somewhere. It's called dark and cold. Dark and cold. Bill, let me ask you this, because this is what I think is going on. I thought this early, early on, and it sounds like a a number of people around the country are finally catching up with us in Alabama. Because I look out on the landscape, and and what I know about electric vehicles, et cetera, um, they have no intention for you and I or Allison or whoever, normal people, to have these electric cars. They know good and well that they can't produce enough of the uh, these exotic minerals to make all the batteries. They know good and well that they can't recharge all these things. And people think that they're creating this new green world and planet for them, but they're going to get to live their same lives. That's not the case. The plan oh, for these people, the, these masters of the universe, is for you and I not to be able to drive. We'll have to ask permission, and we'll have to take mass transit, and we'll have to do... We're not going to have cars 
in the future if we let these people keep doing what they're doing? That's my theory. What do you think, Bill? Well, you know, the whole, if, if the entire country was like Southern California and South Florida, mm-hmm. you might could do it. You might could get by on electric vehicles. But if you take an electric vehicle and say you put it in Omaha, Nebraska in the wintertime and you're 100% charged, you may have, if it's 20 degrees outside or 20 below, because it does get that cold there. Right. You may have 10 miles worth of battery. Right. And you got to run the heater. Wait. Well. Why? I don't understand. Because the batteries don't work well in cold. I didn't right. know that. And, and, and 90% of the power in that battery is going to go to keep the battery warm because if it's not warm, it don't operate at all. Now, doesn't Ford have a new battery? Was it Ford that just came out with a new battery? Uh, Toyota? I, don't know if, I know Ford has a new uh, backup for their electric trucks. So now you need a backup? Yeah, basically you have a toolbox. I think is Dodge has one and Ford has one, but it's a generator. That you carry with you. Well, I'm I promise. Yeah, a gas generator, no doubt. It is. Stop. Yes. Stop. It is. <laughs> it is literally like pulling the trailer with your little generator behind it, except you put it in the in the toolbox of the truck. So if you need power, you run the gas generator to charge your electric truck that won't really pull your boat all the way to the lake. Who buys into this stuff? <laughs> Crazy people. Crazy Who people. Who actually, like analyzes the system and says this is good. <laughs> I saw a Tesla uh, advertisement and the Tesla was pulling a, a, a trailer and there was a generator on the trailer and then behind that trailer was another trailer and it was full of gas cans and says now we're unstoppable. <laughs> now we're unstoppable. We'll take over the world. So we, had a, we had a brand new idea of how to make cars. They're going to be bad Thanks, Bill. Thanks. They're going to be battery-powered, and we're going to carry a thing we've invented. We're going to call it a generator. <laughs> it's going to use gasoline. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, I, just... I guess I can see, like, like the Teslas are super cool, and I get yeah, it. They're very safe, apparently. Well, I, whatever. Like, if they're in a crash, they Okay, they're so they're very safe, and they're very cool. But, like, wouldn't you... Maybe that can be your grocery getter car. Maybe you just but run up to the school. But you still gotta have a gas powered car to go somewhere. To go, actually go somewhere. I, I do have a theory on how good Teslas look. If they said, and this is not a crack on any other car company, but I think part of the how oh that Tesla looks good is that it is a Tesla. If it said Yugo on the back, or Renault or Hyundai, people would be like. Ugh. Well, it's different. Well, it's, it's and the, then you see the doors it's go the, up. It's an eighty thousand dollar, like the hundred thousand dollar car. Back yeah. to the do, they, do they swing up or yeah, go up? they go they up. All of them? Not all of them. Oh, but it reminds me of Back, back to, to the, the future. future. That is cool. And I'm like, okay, sign me up. But I think they're a little bit ugly, but they get a pass for being expensive. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the clothes y'all buy, yeah. like tore up shirts. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that going on. Maybe. We got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. It's just me. Allison won't be here later. (laughs) Welcome into the program, everybody. This is the third half of the show. Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. Allison, what are you you doing? We're trying to get Greg some coffee, and I don't drink coffee. 
I don't think you know how to make coffee. I know how to make it, but I don't know the ratios. You know, it's like one. I mean, you're the only woman here. I mean, who's supposed to be making the coffee? Dang. Greg. Greg's making the coffee. Greg's making the coffee. Uh, I just see how far I can go without you. You deserve some some ridicule today. You but know, I'll let you back on. It's 11 o'clock. You're, you're free. No. Do you not you remember my favorite saying from, I don't even know where I heard it, but the more easily offended you are, mm-hmm. wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, it. Hold on. Good, I had to think about it. It's a good one. The more, it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. The more easily offended you are, the more easily controlled you are. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I don't really care. I have a job, and I've got to be back here tomorrow, and you can hate on me all you want, but I'll still be in this chair. I'm stuck with you. It probably makes for good radio. Because you're going, Brian says you have to let me back on. <laughs> Brian says I have to come in tomorrow. Oh, my goodness gracious. The uh, We do have some phone lines open if you want to, to call in. Greg Phillips will be back up in a second. In case y'all don't remember who Greg Phillips is, um, he was integrally involved in all of the information, the data that was compiled for the movie 2000 2000 Mules. Yes, and he was on our podcast a couple of different times. He was a friend of the program, lives in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And um, so when he's talking about theft of elections and fraudulent elections and those kinds of things, he is speaking speaking from experience. I mean, he's seen the data. He's been one of the people that's actually looked at what is going on in these states and tried to get people to recognize what is going on in these states. And he's actually spent time in jail because a, was it a federal judge? It was a federal judge. Federal judge. Decided that you were, what, speaking your mind too no, much? You no, stole I, the Chinese internet. Yeah, I stole oh, the Chinese yes. internet, and then I refused to turn over our source. Oh, and the judge thought you should tell her. Was it a her? Him. It was a him. Mm. Yeah, he was a senior judge, so they have these judges, federal judges that are Article Three judges, meaning they're judges for life. Mm-hmm. Um, they they can go on senior status so that they don't have a daily caseload. Right, so they just kind of take the ones they want, even though they're supposed to be randomly picked and chosen, but and they're senior judges, and they can swoop in and take the ones that matter to them. And he did, and over a uh, ex parte TRO, meaning... We had nothing to do with the TRO. We didn't know what was in it. Until What's we, a TRO? A temporary restraining order. Uh, he, they li- the plaintiffs lied in the temporary restraining order. Uh, the judge then got us in there, uh, uh, me and Ka- my partner, Catherine. And um, next thing we know, he said, on a Thursday, he said, you're going, he said, <laughs> he said, I got the highest security clearance in the land. And if you don't tell me that name, then I'm gonna put you in jail. And I said, and you said, do your best. I said, are you gonna? Are, he said, are you? You're gonna tell me that name? And I said, no, sir, I'm not. He said, well, Monday morning at nine o'clock. If you ain't giving me that name, I'm gonna put you in jail. Monday morning at nine o'clock, he put us in jail. Do you, I, do I you have realize, any smart-sounding, you know, William Wallace, Braveheart <laughs> kind of comments? Like, yeah. like I'm serious. Like, do your best, do your worst. Give me all you got. I can't remember. I need to get that transcript. Yeah. I read it a couple I times. I can't imagine. If I know you, you did. Yeah. I probably did. It just came out. I probably did. Because at yeah. that point, he's just being a, that was his radio, turkey butt. And my, and my, law, my <laughs> our lawyers were trying to talk us out of it almost from, day, from moment one. I mean, really? We met 
Thursday night. We met again on Sunday, uh, Friday or Monday morning before uh, before we went went to the courthouse. Were the lawyers doing the thing that most lawyers do, which is you've got to do what the judge says because yeah. they're in that they've been yeah. trained that like judges right. are gods and and we're the lawyers and we're gods too, but we're not judge gods. And you must do what they say. They, and you it, can't make him angry. Exactly. And oh my gosh, you, you'll be one of my clients. Then he'll be mad at me forever because you're my client. You must do it. I mean, I've always been fascinated with we how quick had lawyers, two lawyers are. Lawyers quit for that. They quit mm. because of this. So our, the lawyers who were representative when we, representing us when we finally went to jail um, were new lawyers to us. They now are, are, are great. They did a fantastic job. Their appeal to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals was actually what got us out. Them and Trump calling. Uh, calling around helped a little bit. That's good. Um, I think. And and the 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 Fifth Circuit slammed him. Mm. But he First doesn't thing, care though. Well, he got recused. For, he had to recuse himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, he so got he's a, off the case. He got the a next, little embarrassed. But I don't. I don't think those activist no, leftist judges really care. They no. he'll swoop in next time and, and try to do whatever he has to do to somebody else. Because they just, they're un, the arrogance from some federal judges is off the charts. And I don't think regular people listening to this program understand how arrogant these people are. You do. Oh, listen, he interrogated us from the stand. I, 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 was, I was up there testifying, and he started, it was like he was the plaintiff's lawyer. He was, he was on full-on attack mode. Really? Oh, yeah. Is that legal? They can pretty much do whatever they want okay. in the court. They okay. can. There are, there are some limits to it, and I, he clearly passed the limits because the Fifth Circuit's ruling, the first the first ruling, the emergency ruling they came out with was release him immediately. Mm -hmm. They couldn't even, the marshals couldn't even release us from prison because they didn't know, they, no one ever even really knew why we were there. We weren't exactly booked. I mean, there was no, you know. He just put you in jail because he's a judge. Right. And, and everybody's like, well, what, how, why, why exactly? And you're, and you're just there. But, but Listen, tell I people knew, why I, you were in this case. Why, yeah. What was the argument? So you had data that you had acquired. Right. So get people up to speed on that because we've kind of dropped their, our listeners in in the middle of the story. So in January of 2021, we were deep off, I mean, like everybody else on the planet, investigating all of the different um, um, components that, People thought had gone wrong. Process, all sorts of things, data. With the 2020 election. With the 2020 election. One of our analysts had been charged with doing what we normally do. Like we go through and do things like pen testing. Like we'll go look at a website. Where does it land? You know, what IP address? Where does the IP address live? Where does the server live? That kind right. of thing. Um, uh, on or about the end of January, last day of January, uh, this same analyst and one other guy that we that we wouldn't name um, called me to a meeting at a in a hotel room in Atlanta. I got there or in uh, Dallas. I got there and they were putting rolling towels up. It was like you know Jason Bourne or something. They were rolling towels up under the door. They got their guns out and put them on the table and like what what are you doing? <laughs> Is right. that not commonplace are, for are your you life at this point? A, a little bit. <laughs> so it wasn't like horribly unusual, but it was unusual for these two. Um, and they they took us in there and they started showing me all of this data and I said what what is that and they said well that's that's the actual election data election related data I said but that, that can't be and they showed me that Los Angeles County it had like um, 
93,000 names of election workers on there. We had the, they had the, uh, the serial numbers of all the machines and so on and so forth. Social security numbers. Everything. Addresses. Birth, 90 fields. And the numbers for the machines. 90 all fields. The- 90 fields? 90 fields were filled in for 97,000 people or 93,000 people, whatever it was. Um, so that's and, 90 oh columns on the spreadsheet, right? I got and, it. And it turned, Thanks, out, it turned out this server was and is in China. Really? And all of the data was in China. And so, I, I mean, I was mind blown. I got in my car. It was, by now it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, I got in my car in Dallas and drove down to, to Houston, got Catherine to meet me over in the Woodlands. And I said, you're not going to believe this. And I told her everything we had. And um, a couple days later, we turned to, I mean, this was a big deal. It was a violation, three separate violations of the National Security Act. I mean, it went on and on. People were going to jail. This yeah, was, what are the right. implications for that from a security standpoint? Could and be life, what does that could mean? Could be life in prison for the perpetrators, number one. But number two, for everyone, everyone else, um, Pennsylvania was on there. Georgia's data was in there. I mean, uh, California's data was in there. Alabama? Um, there were no Alabama counties, but there's an interesting tie to Alabama and to John Merrill. Um, oh, best the, friend, my bestie. Yeah, and, and mine. Um, <laughs> the the one one of the very few remaining Confucius Institutes. It's how the Chinese get into uh, our universities. Right. Remains here, right in Alabama, at Troy State. Yeah. Is it still open? They closed it Where? recently. Okay. Yeah. Recently. Like really since. All of yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, Since, all since of I started four complaining ago. about it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Um, How does that tie to John Merrill? Because the person that ran it worked in Merrill's office for a while. And Merrill went to China with her twice. Oh, I've seen those pictures. And then they had this this Confucius Institute, the tie with Alabama. Some of the data was in that data? Well, or that's how does it tie that's to what it? We, we wanted to We wanted to ensure that someone knew about this. And because this was interstate, what are you going to do? You're going to go to the highest, highest federal law enforcement agency. We took it to the FBI. Uh, they chose to do nothing about it. Or actually, they, they engaged with us in a 15-month counterintelligence operation uh, and then decided that, that eh, we're not going to go after him. We're going to go after you. So it finally got to the level where somebody's like, okay, this is, this is percolating. Somebody hears about it probably higher up, and they're right. like, oh, no, 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 time right. out. right. We're not going after whoever's doing this and getting this data to China. We'll go after the it people, got too the people legit. who had the gall to uh, real. get this out there. And they it's, couldn't play along anymore. Fast forward into October. Um, all sorts of things were going on. Catherine went to Thailand, came back, and had been poisoned. Um, that happened. We were just talking about this yesterday, actually. Yeah, what? She what? Got, she got poisoned. In China? Coming back Thailand. from Thailand. And so I went okay. to pick her up for a meeting. I, I drove by her house. And, and put, she got in my car. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Her eyes were all kind of drawn up. Her hands were like this, or kind of drawn up like claws. And uh, all- Like she couldn't open her hand? Mm-hmm. Couldn't open her hand, her face was, I mean, it was a mess. They, she just thought she felt bad? It was a neurotoxin. <gasps> really? Yeah, so I took her to, I took her immediately. We didn't We didn't go where we were oh going. I took her immediately to the, um, to the hospital. And um, it's, a, it's a really long story. It's a God story, actually. Um, and uh, by the time, you know, 9 o'clock rolled around, her blood pressure dropped down to 51 over 32. And she, she was, was dying. She was dying. And I didn't know what else to do. I mean, I'm not her husband. I'm not her, you know, I'm not her kids, nothing. I had no business even being back in the back room. I didn't know right. what to do. You don't so have I, power of I attorney. Started, I didn't have anything. I just started praying. Right. 
And uh, and so I had my head down. I, I had set my phone down because I was trying to communicate with people and tell, find somebody or brother or somebody right. to tell them what was going on. So I set my phone down and I just started praying. And I looked up and I've, I've got a picture of this. And there was a, I was sitting kind of uh, perpendicular. Her, her bed was perpendicular to me, so mm-hmm. I could see the expanse of the bed. And there was a, a light blue, like the color of the, like a, um, I can't even like explain. Like a neon it. blue? A little bit. It hit across the entire bed. The entire bed. And I mean, I'm looking for my phone by now. I'm like, right. nobody can believe this. Right. And I'm like, God, God's moving right now. Where's my phone? I'm trying right. to take a picture. I eventually took a picture. Some of the blue was gone, but some of it's still there. Um, I took the picture. 45 minutes later, she got up and walked out. Are you kidding? No. Oh, that gives me chills. She got up and walked out. So I guess no one ever figured out what the neurotoxin was, mm-hmm. what it was made of. The- a couple of days later, I went up in, in, uh, to a dinner at Robin Bullock's up in Warrior. And um, he, turned to, he turned to me. After speak, he was speaking, and the, to the there's 50, 60 folks there, and he turned to me, and he didn't. He, we knew each other, but he didn't know me this well. Mm-hmm. He turned to me, and I was actually standing up because my back was hurting. And he pointed at me and said, "You need to start flipping tables." This is two weeks, maybe a week and a half after Catherine had been poisoned. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what that meant. I mean, right. Robin obviously been given a word. He, Robin, Robin had been given a word on the thing, and. Um, Two days later, um, I was, um, say, invited to come out to a grand jury in Los Angeles. They arrested Eugene Yu. The day before he was arrested, I'm sorry, the day before the grand jury indicted him, um, he filed that suit that put us in jail. Two weeks later, we were in jail. All of that happened in like a four-week period. Wow. Poisoning, the, 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 and then we're in jail. And then you're in jail. And That's you amazing. were there how long? Ten days. Just ten days. Was the food good? No. no. Don't eat the food. Don't eat the hot dogs. <laughs> in jail. I don't eat hot dogs. Doesn't out of jail. Never eat the hot dogs. It's akin to eating a straw. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta have more. We gotta we gotta learn more. You gonna ask him to stay again? I don't know. I know he has things to do. Uh, he's we'll enjoying it. Taylor's good. Okay, cool. He's, in there he's staying. We'll t- we gotta take a break. We'll be back. Yeah. Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. I am Scott Beeson. Allison Sinclair is with me. Amy Beth Shaver will be back tomorrow. Sky Biter Mosley. <laughs> yeah, man. Is with us. Sky Mosley, actually. He's older than me. I have to be respectful. Sky Mosley. Right. And, Gre- and Greg Phillips is also with us. Greg, what, are, what is your... He's not older you than me. You don't have a he? title. He's not older than me. No, this guy's not older than you. He's older than me, but he's not older than you. There I mean, go. you're a... Easy. No. <laughs> Easy. Do not say it. Easy. They're so at the ballpark right, over these oh, words. Oh, thank you for this coffee, Allison. I only had guilt because I got Greg coffee. And then, but, but I made it, though. You did make yeah, it. I mean, we can't I, get Allison to make coffee. We had a good She's working partnership. Well, you made it. I filled the cup, and then I had guilt because I didn't offer Scott any... I had to go get Scott some. I said, don't ask I me again it. ever. That's very good. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Start calling me Candy. Candy. Thank nope. you, sweetie. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not the Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg, what is your, um, like, if, if I'm trying to tell people that, no, not that Greg Phillips, this Greg Phillips, what do, what do I say you are or you're doing or <laughs> your title or special operations you know, what are you? psychological warfare specialist, or what? What exactly? I, 
I'm What's just your a, card saying? I'm just. I don't have a card. Okay. I'm just. I'm just a regular guy. You're a patriot. Greg yeah. Phillips. You know Greg Phillips, the regular guy. I'm just a regular that's guy. That's been all over and was, jail. Was in federal jail, prison. Federal jail. For, was in Nicaragua this weekend. Um, three separate events. We took a helicopter up into the rainforest, into the mountains, and had an incredible I event did that with this a bunch weekend. of with a bunch of pastors. <laughs> just a, a shockingly um, God-filled event. I mean, it was it was pouring out of the pouring. This is in, right. I'm not sure how many folks were in this little, little community, but there wasn't many. Um, There's probably as many at the meeting as there was folks in the community. Um, the next night, on Friday night, and then on Saturday night, we had a good old-fashioned just go out into a muddy field kind of a revival meeting. Right. 100,000 people two nights in a row. 100,000 people? Two nights in a row. In Nicaragua. That's in bigger Nicaragua. than a Trump rally. It was crazy. It was amazing. The second night, it poured rain. I mean, it's hot down there, too, Ooh, isn't it? Like 90% humidity and hot oh, and just miserable. The second night, it started raining. And we were like, oh, good heavens. I mean, they were in the back back there praying. I mean, right. the, the, the evangelists were praying, you know, God just kind of hold us mm -hmm. back a little yeah. bit, um, but but uh, but it rained like crazy on the second night, and folks just came in closer. It wasn't like they cut really? rain like they do here in the United States. We were talking earlier about um, big music festival in Austin called ACL Austin City Limits Festival. Um, this was ACL with God. It was crazy. It was wild. I mean, they were folks were getting healed. There were miracles all over the place. And I've just never seen any, anything like it. I mean, we, we, we talked to the folks as we were leaving. Uh, actually, we flew back with, with, the, uh, with the evangelists. And, um, and I just, he, he said, what do you think? And I, I, I didn't hear any words for a while. About halfway through the flight, I said, I, I don't think I'll ever be the same. I, I, you can't unsee miracles. Right. You can't. A lot of people, a lot of salvations. So is the rest of the world, I mean, I know, I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but is the rest of the world beginning to experience, a, 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 well, maybe in some places not even a revival, but a conversion to, mm -hmm. to Jesus while America is trying, at least our leadership is trying as hard as humanly possible to drive us away from from God, from Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nicaragua. I mean, I, I guess everybody knows, you know, Central America because of the way you know the the, the uh, Spanish kind of came in, and there was a, there was the Catholic Church is obviously strong there. The problem is the Catholic Church is very well connected to the government there, but they're right. also very well connected to some of the old kind of the the Aztec ways, you mm. know, the, the demon kind of worship. Right, and. And so it's sort of this curious blend down in Central America broadly, not everywhere, but a curious blend of, of kind of Catholicism and and not and government and they have like a department of religion down there. Um, and it's really, really interesting. There's a big dust up, between, I don't know much about it, but big dust up between the, the, uh, um, the strong man president down there and, um, and uh, the Catholic Church put, put some mm. prominent bishop in jail and I don't even know what all happened. I don't, I don't know anything about it, actually, other than what I read. Um, but there's something about that 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 fueled this revival. The, the people are, are 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 hungry. They're desperate for Whatever God. Whatever it takes. Um, we had a kind of a, a pregame warm up with with some of these evangelists. First time I've ever been in been in a room like this, and uh, and he, he he said tonight the 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 
the blood of Christ will be in that field, and you will see, you will experience, he said, we were walking out, he said, Greg, you will experience something tonight that you've never seen before. And, um, and it was true. It was life-changing. Your pictures are amazing. pretty amazing. Did yeah. you see them? Yeah, the crowd is, is unbelievable. It's I, just... I don't know if I should say this. This might be blasphemous. But think about that was like Jesus preaching everywhere felt, he went. It felt like it. I mean, yeah. it, you, you could almost feel that kind of weird... Actually, I got chills. So the Holy Spirit was yeah. oh, definitely... Everywhere. The Holy Spirit was all over that, that field. And and all over those people. And, and they're just incredibly kind and hungry for the word. Mm. It, it was... Scott, it was it was breathtaking. That is amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, my my prayer is that we can see that kind of movement of God here in the United States. But if I say something just just totally selfish, um, so I guess it's no secret. I, I, um, I was diagnosed with cancer and just all kind of stuffs going on. Um, and then they called me in a few months ago and said, "Okay, well you have stage four metastatic bone cancer, and we don't have a cure for it. We can give you some things to extend your life, but." And, you know, and I said, well, you don't know my God, and got him walked out. Um, but I've had some pretty significant pain, especially kind of in my hips and, you know, yes, where, the, where you know, they, they, they claim that it is. And uh, 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 Friday morning, they, they, they prayed over me. So again, I feel kind of selfish about even saying the words. But, and then Saturday night, they brought me up on the stage. Friday night, they brought me up on the stage in front of 100,000 people. Then they did it again on Saturday mm-hmm. twice. And I haven't had pain in my hip since Saturday morning. Stop. Not a zero. Wow. What's your level of pain, Greg? Zero. That's big, man. Well, like I, I said, get they, don't know, they don't know your God. Greg Phillips, <sighs> man, we appreciate you being on. If you want to stay, Thanks. you can stay. But uh, that's kind of a mic drop moment there. Eric the dog will come up. It's good man, stuff. Man, we need to have Eric and Eric and, and Greg, Greg need to meet at the same time. It could cause like Not spontaneous combustion. No, it's dangerous. It's a fire hazard. <laughs> we got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. I Welcome mean. back to the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. Greg Phillips is on with us, but let's get Eric the dog on. This may be dangerous, but uh, we got it. Eric, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening and thank you for your patience. Hola. Hola. Como esta? Estoy un poco enojado con mis gente porque ellos no piensan antes de ellos haga algo. Sí. I just say sí all the time. I got What do you have to do? Drink a lot of water because it was hot and you had to wait so long? Well, you know, sometimes sometimes when you have to think of the people, you have to think for them left, right, left, right, left, right. (laughs) It's a little tedious sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Scott understands well. Yes. You know, when you gotta, all right, now breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, blink, blink, blink. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Let me hand on the, yeah, tedious. Tedious, tedious, tedious. Anyway, uh, what was I gonna tell y'all? You waited 30 minutes and you don't remember what you're gonna tell us? I mean, what's my problem, right? That's, that's the second thing that goes when you get older, so. Anyway. Just don't call him an old man. Yeah, that's bad. And if you want to, then I don't care. Um, Greg does. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's a trigger word. It's very me. touchy trigger word. Gets me kicked out One of nine-year-old baseball games and all sorts of things. <laughs> uh, I don't think he cares. I think, I think, I I think he does. The stories we heard, I think he cares. So uh, we'll have to do that another day. Well, you know. Hey, uh, you said you was having problems with your German car? Yes, it did. Oh. Yeah. 
should talk to Alvin Holmes before you got that. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's wrong with the cars we got in America? <laughs> we got what kind of cars we got? We got the Chevrolet. We got the Buick. I, I was taught. Uh, I was taught ninth grade. We got the Dodge. Eric, I was taught ninth grade English in Montgomery by Alvin Holmes' sister. Get out of here. Yes, sir. Alvin Holmes' sister. Is his sister? Really? Oh, his English. Sister. English. English. <laughs> Alvin knew English. I don't know who English. Alvin Holmes is. He was a famous black Alvin, Alvin. 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 Famous black member of the Alabama House of Representatives. It's been a while. Right? That guy. That was back that in the guy. 70s. Well, he was there when I was there. So was he, he, really? he only got out just but a few years old. ago. <laughs> no, 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 but, but. Didn't he defend Bentley? He said, y'all picking on that man for having a boyfriend and girlfriend. I know some of y'all got some boyfriends and girlfriends. <laughs> I think he did say something like that. No, he's the one. Right. He's the where I got that the quote. quote. That was hilarious. He's the where I got the point. The thing when I say when you throw a rock in the dog pen, the one you hit yelps. That's from Alvin Holmes too, which is well, that's, that's some brilliant. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. Hit dog yelp. Hit dog hollers first. Yep. He would say scubby. Scub, you you ain't right. Well, he wasn't wrong. That was said by a lot of people, but it, Alvin said it too, so it's it's no problem. In other news, water's wet. <laughs> That's right. All right, y'all. I really appreciate right, what I called, we appreciate you, I brother. Talking to y'all. Y'all have a good day. Bye. You have a good one. Too. Left, right, left, right. Breathe, breathe, blink. Blink. Got blink. it. Greg, um, this show is different than every other show in the America, probably, and uh, especially this on regular stations and and if you don't mind we can always talk about election fraud and data mining and all this kind of stuff and but i'm fascinated with the things we've been talking about off the air on the air a few moments ago you were telling about being in nicaragua with a at a revival kind of event hundred thousand people there and then you were telling us about healings taking place so my personal experience with healings is people praying that someone will get well and maybe they get well in the hospital and maybe they don't, whatever. And I have full faith that God can, through Jesus, can do anything instantaneously if, if needs be. But in America, we get the whole kind of, and look, y'all may be big fans. I, I don't mean, don't, don't call me, let me have it, but what was the guy, Benny Hinn or somebody, these, these televangelists, and, and then, you know, it just seems so fake. I'm not saying that someone hasn't been healed, but it's almost like, hey, they're going, you know, Allison's up there, and she's doing whatever, and she's going to heal people, and they wheel me in, and I'm not really crippled, but I act like it, and then I get healed, and by the way, send us 20 more dollars so we can keep doing this. It, it, it just seems like when there's a healing that, ah, they're faking that. But at the same time, most Christians in America are like, well, God could, but we don't really think maybe he does all the time. So what was your experience like at this revival, just this last weekend? Because I've got you here, and I'm hearing the story straight from the horse's mouth. It, it was a, a life-changing experience. I, I don't have... I haven't figured out all the adjectives or all the, the descriptors that I need to be able to get on the radio and talk about it, but it was the most amazing um, um, three days, really, of my life. I mean, we saw we saw 
we saw redemption, we saw miracles, we saw, and it was up close. It wasn't like, you know, I, I'm seeing it from a, you know, from the back of 100,000 folks or something. We were talking about this at the break, that uh, it, it, it's the equivalent of going to an Alabama game or an Auburn game, right? 100,000 folks or so. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, everybody's there to be passionate for Alabama or Auburn or whatever, college football, and I am too. Um, but this was a different deal. Um, the the spirit was was alive in that in that muddy field um, on Friday and, and then especially on Saturday night it was pouring rain on Saturday night and and um, and they were bringing people folks or some of the some of the the uh, pastors and evangelists were, were going out into the crowd and just laying hands on folks and uh, but then they started bringing people up uh, up onto the stage and and um, and they brought this one young man up and. Um, and you have to understand, this is, this is Nicaragua. This is one of the poorest places in Central America, first of all, but it's also a super poor place. Um, it was in a community, um, interestingly, it's not spelled like we spell Messiah, but uh, Messiah in Nicaragua is where the, where the, uh, the field was. And, uh, and it was pouring rain. The more it rained, the closer those folks came in, and, and the preachers were preaching, and, and, and you could just almost, almost feel the Spirit of Christ come into that, come into the place. I mean, as I talk, my arms right. just... And people, are, people listening are like, what? Yeah. But keep going. And it was, it was unbelievable. So they brought this, they brought a whole bunch of folks up and, and uh, folks were, you know, pulling off their, their leg braces, you know, that they hadn't, hadn't walked fully on their legs in 20 years. And, and they brought this one young man up, little, I say little kid, he was, you know, probably my grandson's age, maybe 10. Um, and, and they brought him up and, and he had a, a bandage all around his arm, and apparently there had been some bad accident, and they, they had cut a bunch of stuff, nerves or something. I'm not sure what all was up in there. But they, um, the, uh, Nathan Morris, the evangelist, unwraps the kid's hand, and, um, and I was close. I mean, I was within a few feet. So you can see it. I, like, the, the, little, it. like the wound. Yeah, you I can see watch it the on nasty video. wound. Right. Yeah, I, could, I could see it. Because you're yeah. starting to sound crazier. I know. Mm -hmm. and, okay. and And... But but it strengthened my faith and my belief in a way that I can't even explain just this one incident. They unwrap this kid's arm, and it's nasty. It's a terrible situation, terrible cut, and, and a kid can't move his hand. It's sort of, sort of almost look paralyzed in a way. And, um, and Nathan prayed over the guy, the kid, the young man, and uh, almost instantly from my vantage point, I could see that the healing had had already happened. I mean, it had, it had gone from being sort of bloody red to almost a kind of a white, thin line. And then the kid raised his hand to 100,000 folks and started moving his hand, started squeezing his hand up and down. And, I mean, folks... I mean, you were right there. Right you there. saw, you saw the, the wound close. People were crying. People, I mean, it was crazy. His mama was up there with him. She was crying. His daddy was up there. He was crying. And, I mean, it was incredible, you know. The Spirit of Christ is alive in Nicaragua right now. It was there on Saturday night. I witnessed it. Hey, look, y'all don't know Greg, but I'm looking at his face. It's a, uh, it's a true story. Wow. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. Welcome to the program. That is not good advice for her. Greg Phillips is with us is telling Allison that she doesn't talk enough. Heaven yeah. forbid gracious day. We only have a few minutes left in this segment. Sky won't give us extra time. Joey wants us in Birmingham, says we can't have extra time, but uh, we'll keep working for it. But let's go out to the phones. Randall has a question for Greg. Randall, welcome to the program. 
Thank you for listening. I hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good weekend. Yes, sir. Y'all too. Y'all, y'all sound well as well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, sir, I just want what what ended this? I mean, like when healings like that start, you with people just flood. You know what I mean? Just I mean, who wouldn't get on an airplane and just come? So what what ended this uh, amazing feat that was going? I mean, that was going on. I mean, nothing but amazing. I mean, what, how do you wrap up a night like that? I guess you, you know. I yeah. don't even know. Yeah, it's a good question, Randall. I don't even know that I still haven't wrapped it up in my own heart. I, I, I'm struggling with, with just everything that happened and kind of just embracing it all. And, and uh, I mean, some of the pastors, I've got a, a video in here. One of the pastors just, just, I mean, completely gave it all out and fell out on the floor and stayed there for a while. And they actually had to take him back to the sick bay thing they had set up back there. But I'm not sure how it ends or if it is going to end. There, This is... Um, there have been six of these previously, so in their two-night deals. So there have been 12 other nights before these two, and then these two nights, uh, and these were two of the biggest. Um, and then there's another one in a smaller community up in north North um, Nicaragua in um, in September. But then the big one, the, the, the main one, if you will, um, is in uh, Managua uh, in the capital city coming up in November. And I, I'm telling you, I don't have any idea. I don't know how many that stadium holds where they're going to have this. But however big it is, they're going to fill it up. And, I mean, the Spirit of the Lord is all over that country right now. And folks are just on fire for God. Right? Are you going back? Thanks, yeah. Randall. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I'm going back. I, I, I don't think you can keep me out. The other thing I learned during all of this, and I've been around a lot of missionaries before, and I've just had that, that, that great opportunity. But the folks that are in this mission field, this is a whole different game. You remember, this is a basically a communist country, right? Um, certainly a dictatorship, um, and and these folks have have done it the right way. They didn't go around, you know, trying to sneak in or do anything else. They they um, they they met with the folks in the government and they kind of followed the rules as they're laid out as best they can. But I'm telling you. That nobody would step in the way of all of that. There was one, I should have mentioned this in the very beginning, there was one uh, heartbreaking situation. Friday night, one of the first pastors who got up and spoke, a local pastor of a, of a big um, a big church in Managua, came over to the event and spoke, and, and it, was, it was electric. It was electric. On the way to the event on Saturday night, um, he um, got into a crash with a... Um, with a truck carrying a bunch of sticks, and one of the sticks went came through the windshield, went straight through his heart, and killed him <gasps> on Saturday night. And what? Yeah. And so he's with the Lord, then. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when your time's up, you, you, do, you did your job. And that's I'm what. Some. That's yeah. what the the the, the uh, preachers were saying. You know, man, it, what what better? I mean, if you were gonna go out, what better way to end it in front right. of a, in front of a, a, a flock of, of believers? Who were just desperate to hear the message, mm. and uh, it was it was it was heartbreaking. I mean, folks were sobbing and crying and, and carrying on, but I, it was just it was really part all part of the experience. And and you know, to Randall's point, how, how does something like that end? And I, I don't think it does. I think that's the point, right? Right. So what are we going to do wow. in in our country, a country that was founded, dedicated to the Lord? So Israel was God, one of God was God's country, God's people. Then America comes along and says, "Hey, we're going to dedicate it to Jesus Christ." And man, we're we're leading the world astray. Our own government is telling people around the world, 
you must support these sins. You must be anti-Christ or you're not on our team. Catherine and I are thinking about doing something like this. We hadn't quite, I'm, I don't, now that I've seen that, I'm not sure I'm ready to bite this off. This was a huge undertaking. Uh, but one of the first things we're thinking about doing is we're going to do this uh, pr prayer hike along with a revival out at Pikes Peak in, in Colorado and and um, and um, just try to get something moving, you know, even if it's only a few folks. Thanks, Greg. We appreciate you, brother. Wow. Oh, that's good stuff. This was fun. Unexpected. It was way better than you were in the first couple of hours. Oh, my gosh. Tomorrow's a new day, Scott. Hey, y'all be good out there. See y'all. Get here when you can, Scott. Be Get here when you can. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered. <laughs>